Your gut produces 400 times more melatonin than your brain. Your microbiome is on the same schedule as you are. There's a sleep-wake cycle. And so they respond to the circadian rhythm at the same time in the same way that you do. I am a woman on a mission that is dedicated to teaching you just how powerful your body was built to be. I like to do that by bringing you the latest science, the greatest thought leaders, and applicable steps that help you tap into your own internal healing power. The purpose of this podcast is to give you the power back and help you believe in yourself again. My name is Dr. Mindy Pels, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. On this episode of the Resetter Podcast, I bring you Dr. John Lawrence. Now, I promise you, this is a discussion around melatonin and sleeping, aging, chronic disease, and fasting that you have never heard. So not only is Dr. John incredibly, incredibly brilliant... But he also is what I call a degree accumulator. So he has his naturopathic degree doctorate. He has his doctorate of chiropractic. He has a degree, an RMA degree, a BS, and he is board certified in chiropractic neurology, a diplomate, which is an incredibly time intensive and difficult postgraduate degree to get. And he is what we call the ultimate biohacker. So he's a melatonin expert. He has just written a book on melatonin and I brought him on to talk about melatonin because so many of you guys have expressed to us your troubles sleeping. And what you're going to learn in this episode is melatonin is far bigger than the nutrient you need for a good night's sleep. Dr. John really talks about how melatonin is key for mitochondrial function. And hang on through some of the science here because towards the end, we talk about some incredible hacks you can put into action to facilitate and accelerate your fasting uh, benefits, frankly. You know, we talk so much about autophagy and how incredible it is to stimulate autophagy. But what Dr. John will show you is that we have these cells called senescent cells, which are aging cells, cells that create more inflammation. They speed up the aging process. And fasting will help to repair and get rid of the harmful senescent cells. But he's also come up with some really cool hacks that can facilitate our fasting efforts and help us get at these senescent cells, uh, get rid of these senescent cells faster than just typically fasting by itself. He even went as far as to say that with these hacks, you can get the benefit of a three-day water fast without actually having to go three days of water fasting. So, whoa, that's pretty cool. So if you're looking for a better night's sleep, if you want to overcome any kind of chronic disease or inflammatory situation, if you want to slow down the aging process, this is the episode for you. And be sure to stay all the way till the end because his last five questions were not what I expected and you're in for a real treat. Hey, Recenters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. 
So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash reset academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash reset academy. Excited to see you there. I want to give my followers a little bit of a context into how I met you and got familiar with your products. Um, and so resetters listening to this, I met John at a conference and he had some really unique products. And, uh, of course I'm always want to try stuff on myself first. So I took two of them home with me. And one of them is this product called Sandman and it's a melatonin suppository. And so when I first tried it, I was a little dubious, but sleep for menopausal women, especially is a big issue. So I'm like, okay, well, let me give it a go and see what happens. Holy cow, I was like not only knocked out and slept incredible, not only did I wake up refreshed, but my whoop score was insane. I was show, I was getting up every morning with almost 100% recovery. Everything was in the green. It didn't matter how long I slept. Something was happening to my body at night when I used the Sandman. So you have to start off, we have to start off this conversation, John, by you explaining to me, and I reproduced it uh, over and over again. I tried doing it without using the Sandman, and, and sure enough, my recovery went down. So talk to me about melatonin, glutathione, this Sandman a, a product, and why it works so well for me. Wow. So um, thank you for having me as a guest. I'm so grateful to be on and to be speaking to your listeners. Um, So I just released a book on melatonin. It's called Melatonin Miracle Molecule. We have literally like, I think, 17 chapters. And I mean, we get into cancer, we get into the mitochondria, we get into infection, we get into the microbiome and the gut, we get into liver we get into mental, emotional, we get into autism. I mean, it's just. All of that can be helped with, with melatonin. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing because 
it's every, there's so many things that are hardwired to our circadian rhythm mm. and what's happening right now. So well, let, let's first start by, so the early research with melatonin, what they did is they took um, rodent models and they gave them melatonin and then they obviously had a placebo group and they didn't notice any difference. And so the, the researchers were like, yeah, you know, we don't really see any difference in melatonin. And so not too long after they changed the, the um, study around because, you know, basically in normal environments, rodents are basically living like at the Ritz Carlton. There's zero stress. I mean, they got nothing to worry about. They're mm -hmm. fed great. So what they did is they added stress to these rodents. And the way they did that is they created these little tubes and they poked holes in the tubes and then they stuffed the, 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 the mice in there for like several hours a day, which as you can imagine is, could be very stressful. And this is the way they mimic stress. And so then melatonin's benefit really started to shine. They're seeing the rodents didn't um, succumb to a lot of the different diseases associated with stress. So you want to think about melatonin as a, as a stress resilient substance. Interesting. And this is where you start getting into signaling factors between your sleep and your, and your, and your wake cycle, right? So there's things that happen when we're awake and there's things that happen when we sleep. And the problem is in today's world, there's a lot of light pollution. E mm -hmm. by, by the way, EMF like those, those rays actually go and hit your pineal and your pineal thinks it's daytime. EMF being not necessarily just blue light. This is like what's coming off my phone, off my router, off right. my, wow. So a good reason to turn your router off at night, because if you could imagine you're sleeping and these, these, you know, these microwaves penetrate very well, right? So they're hitting that pineal and your pineal isn't really giving you the, the strong signal that you need to be, um, to be asleep. And so it also suppresses melatonin. And, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that, um, that these, uh, these microwaves, these EMFs are cancer producing. So if you look at uh, how well melatonin has been shown in research to suppress cancer, you start to put and, and, and connect the dots a little bit. Mm -hmm. You start realizing how massively important melatonin is and, and a normal graph, it drops off so dramatically, especially after the age of 40. So even in a normal situation, we just don't have melatonin as mm. we get older. So the need to supplement it and much higher than I think what a lot of people have traditionally recommended. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, what we got you on 200 milligrams, right? That's what I noticed. Cause I was, and, uh, and I don't know if it was the difference between a tablet versus a suppository, but wow. I mean, it really was like, I, I felt like you had given me a missing ingredient that my body needed and never had received before because the whoop, and it, if I hadn't seen it on my whoop, I would not have believed it. I would have thought it was in my head. Are, you know, I'm not familiar with the whoop. I use the, um, aura. Um, is, is it showing you heart rate variability? Yeah. So heart rate variability went up, but what I, what I look at a lot is recovery because if, and it gives you like a green, yellow, red, and I struggle to get into the green a lot. And what that means is, Hey, you, what your sleep was so good. You're ready for like stress that day. 
your stress resilience. Yes. Right. So yes. that's what, and so this really has to do with the autonomics, right? The sympathetic parasympathetic. Right. And so, you know, do you think people are too parasympathetic dominant? I don't, I haven't met anybody who's too parasympathetic yet. <laughs> no, I don't Maybe think my husband, exist. my husband might be, but <laughs> that might be why I live with him. Well, for listeners out there, you know, so you have two sides of your autonomic. These are, this is a part of your nervous system that is operating behind the scenes. And so there's the resting and digesting, which we call parasympathetic. And then there's the fight, fight, flight, fight, flight, or hide, which is the sympathetics. This is where we have a part of our nervous system that's literally there for us to escape. Imagine that you had like a tiger chasing you or something. And so there's some changes that happen physically to you that really shouldn't be in a chronic situation, but we are locked into this stress response. Mm -hmm. And even the, I think even the healthiest, calmest person, just because of today's world, there's just so many stressors yep. that people are going to be a little bit more dominant on the sympathetics. And so what that does is it really challenges our um, recovery because recovery is going to be in the parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly in this, um, in this fear stress state, uh, it, it really ages you, you know, and if, if anyone's listening to this and they've got like a disease that they're dealing with, if it's mold or Lyme or autoimmune or Hashimoto's, I mean, every single cancer, whatever you're going to survive and thrive if you can get yourself more into the parasympathetic. This right. is the healing stage. Yeah. The biggest promoter of that is guess what? Melatonin. Absolutely. Sleep. Yeah. That's in the research. It shows the tone to the parasympathetic is incredible. This is when we sleep, our body goes into this massive parasympathetic state. And so this is where we kind of catch up and we heal our bodies. So um, heart rate variability is something that we look at. And, and I, you know, I took a deep dive into heart rate variability. I didn't really understand it for years. And then I, I really took a look at it and how it relates to melatonin. And what I found is that the heart is controlled by both the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. And so they both are jumping in there, giving the heart signals. And so the variability comes because the sympathetics and the parasympathetics are coming in and controlling it in different stages. And so it varies because they're both working on the heart. When only one of them is predominant, it's going to be more consistent because you only have one side of the autonomics that are, that's running the show. And again, is it ever a parasympathetic problem? Never. So, but so when I'm taking melatonin, I'm strengthening parasympathetic, which allows parasympathetic to come in and counterbalance my sympathetic nervous system better. Is that exactly. the, the way I would look at this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think about when I train at the gym, if I only work my bicep muscle, my tricep muscle, mm -hmm. there's something called reciprocal inhibition the nerves are going to actually tell this muscle to stop working. Right. So that it's all about balance. And so if you have a strong sympathetic, you're going to have a weak parasympathetic. So you, you have to take your parasympathetics to the gym. And mm -hmm. so my, you know, 
breath work. I love getting patients on breath work because that's a window into, because you have volitional control to your breathing and you have non-volitional. So it's one of those things where you've got the two windows kind of feeding into that. So breath work actually is very good at, 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 um, at, at uh, strengthening the autonomics, particularly the parasympathetic. Yeah. And then there's sleep and melatonin. If you look at uh, the chart with heart rate variability, as you get old, like it's the same chart with melatonin. Oh, that's like you can put those next to each other and they look like almost the exact same chart. So is it possible that people are looking at heart rate variability as this huge indicator for disease when it's a reflection of their melatonin? So fascinating because again, when I got Sandman at the seminar, and then I saw, I mean, I've been tracking my heart rate variability and sleep for over a year now when I saw that dramatic shift. And I w- I've tried, you know, is it water? Is it uh, electrolytes? Is it magnesium? Like I've tried everything. And when I saw that, I thought, okay, something's in this. I don't know what it is. And then of course I was like, oh, well, maybe it's the first night I did it. And then maybe it's the second night. I literally finished the first pack of it, which I, I think there's like 10 of them in a pack or So I went 10 days and I was completely in the green recovery all 10 days. I'd never seen that, not even on a fast. And then I was like, well, let me go off of it, went off of it. And it went back down to yellow and red. My recovery wasn't good. So I'm like, okay, let me try it again. Let me get, get more Sandman. So I got it again, back up to green. Like it's crazy. So there's definitely something in there that, I mean, I, what you're saying, I feel like, I saw in action in my body. Mm. My my question is, why would the body stop making melatonin after 40? What is the primitive reason for that? Boy, that's, that's a tough question. You know, um, I think just having birthdays in general, I think we're basically genetically, um, you know, we succumb to that aging process. And I Mm -hmm. think all of our glands and our ability to produce melatonin in general, um, you know, I think it's a lot worse now than it probably was, you know, in early days, we're not getting enough sun. So sunlight on the eyes is incredibly important for you to produce your own melatonin. Yeah. And so one of the things I see people do is they, you know, they wake up in the morning, right. And they, as soon as they walk out their front door, they put the sunglasses on, they keep them on, on their drive to work, right. They get into work. They're under fluorescent lights. So it's like, I, I ditched sunglasses. And, and I did one, too. Yeah. So yeah. You, you don't need them. If you don't, you know, if I'm on the beach and there's a lot of reflection or if it's like in the middle of the day, occasionally I wear sunglasses, but I think people are way too um, hyper paranoid about like, different problems with their eyes based on sunlight when I I don't think that it's warranted unless there are certain scenarios where there's going to be a lot of strong sunlight, but we're talking about in the morning, right? I mean, you Mm -hmm. want to get that sunlight in the morning to signal the body, Hey, I'm awake. Let's start making melatonin. And then at night, um, you know, in the evening hours, it's also a good time to let sunlight into your eyes Mm-hmm. And also one of the things that I did, and this is in my book as well, I even took pictures of my house, but I got red light, um, rope light, which I put into like my stairway. And, um, and then I got lamps that I put around the house with red lights. So cool. 
and then I bought these like remote control, um, like, um, um, light sockets, right? So you have this little control panel and you can control the light. So literally by the time I get to my bed, I have one of those control panels Velcroed next to my, um, my nightstand and I just shut everything off. And if I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, it's red light. It's not that you, you don't want that white light to, mm-hmm. which, which has a lot of blue and green in it to signal your body. Oh, it's morning and wake up. Mm-hmm. especially at night when you're and and then the other um, the other thing that I think is important is to wear blue blocking sunglasses when you watch TV or look at, at your night computer. at night. Yeah. Only at night though. Right. Not during yeah. the day. No, no, because you want the blue, the blue and the green light is a signal to say it's daytime and to produce melatonin. I'm sorry. Yes. To produce melatonin. Right. Nighttime is to release melatonin. Okay. So talk about the difference of this. Cause we do this. We talk about this a lot in my reset Academy that just because you make a hormone doesn't mean you use it. So are you saying we re- we produce melatonin in the morning in response to red light, but we don't f- officially release it and use it until it's nighttime. Right. So the signal is to store it and then the darkness is to release it. And where does it get stored? Well, um, in the pineal, but you know, okay. we, we actually dose. So if we have cancer patients or if we have severe neurological cases or even autoimmune, or we're working a lot with mold and Lyme cases with these right. high doses of melatonin, and we'll even dose people during the day. And only about 20% of the population will get groggy. Most people can tolerate even these really high doses of melatonin during the day, as long as there's light. Interesting. So it's at, so you produce it in the morning in response to light. And then when the red light of like a sunset happens again, that is your body knows, Hey, now we got to let release it. So this person can go to sleep. Right. Yeah. We're, we're so intelligently designed. It, it just blows my mind. The more I study, I'm like everything we are desiring for our body to do, it's already doing. We're just messing it up by living in this modern world. Totally. What part of the, of the body? So you talk about the pineal gland. I've also heard that melatonin is produced in the gut. Is that right? So there's melatonin is actually produced in every single cell in your body. And each mitochondria uses melatonin to buffer stress. So we're talking about all the way down to the most important part of your cells where you make energy, where energy happens. It's called the mitochondria, right? So this is where oxygen and glucose is converted into something called ATP that fuels everything that happens in your body. And so what happens is when we have stresses, we have cytokines. So there's a variety of different cytokines, which are inflammatory um, compounds. And those inflammatory compounds have need to be buffered. And, and so what happens is they, 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 they have an effect on our cell such that cytokines convert our energy production from a very efficient Krebs cycle, which So normally when we make energy efficiently, we're making about 38 ATPs from one, from one glucose molecule. Okay. When we have cytokine stress, 
there's a shift in the way we make energy. They call it the Warburg effect. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard of Otto Warburg? I have. Yes. Right. So yeah, He's the those... guy who said cancer is a mitochondrial. It's a cellular issue, not a, a gene issue. He won the Nobel Prize in the 40s for discovering that oxygen and cancer can't coexist. Hmm. And Hitler did not let him pick up the Nobel Prize, unfortunately, right? I mean, Crazy. it's back then. But, um, but so he had some early uh, profound um, discoveries on cancer, which honestly, even today, they're not embraced because mm-hmm. big pharma, patentability, blah, blah, blah. I mean, oxygen is not something that you can fatten, right? Right. So um, the Warburg effect basically says that a cell under so much stress turns into fermentation, which is a primitive form of energy production. And so what people don't realize is that whole process basically yields about a tenth of the amount of energy that you would otherwise get. So if that, if we're talking about immune cells that are, are requiring this energy to fight infections, and then all of a sudden they have a tenth of amount of the energy, you can just imagine how an infection could overwhelm them, mm. whether it's Epstein-Barr, mm-hmm. CMV, HHV6, um, Lyme disease. You look at every infection, right? So that's why Lyme is so destructive to your mitochondria because the cytokines, you know, the chronic inflammatory response syndrome is what I like to term better about mm-hmm. the, 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 the whole family of biotoxin illness, right? Because mm-hmm. it's more of a situation where people are toxic from the biotoxins and that's those cytokines are having a negative effect to their mitochondria. And then they just can't, they can't, their cells can't do what they need to do. So these are all, go ahead. So does the mitochondria, I know that the mitochondria makes glutathione. Does it also the part of the cell that produces melatonin? Um, well, it's in the mitochondria, actually inside the mitochondria, when pyruvate comes down, there's like a whole separate cycle where melatonin's produced primarily when there's too much oxidation. So there's a mechanism in there that detects when there's a higher level of oxidation and melatonin then comes in and quenches that. When that system is overwhelmed and the melatonin can't do enough because it's too much stress, then we shift to this um, aerobic glycolysis, which is, um, which is not a, 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 the, uh, the fermentation. And so what happens is if you give supplemental melatonin, they've actually discovered that not only do you calm down all of this inflammation, but it actually gets the mitochondria to start making melatonin again. So it's really amazing. Yeah. Well, and I was wondering why you put uh, glutathione with melatonin in Sandman. And what I'm hearing Ah. from you now is that it's really about repairing mitochondria, which is why not only am I getting a better recovery, but you can also say, hey, this is helpful for autoimmune cases and autism. And so the reason so many people have such low melatonin really comes from this place of a dysfunctional mitochondria. Am I connecting those dots right? I, you know, I think that would be a fair assumption. And, you know, the answer, so why did we put glutathione in there? First of all, I think glutathione is very helpful for a lot of different, you know, it's good for viral immunity. It's good for detoxification. 
Um, and it's also one of the sleep promoting substances. So mm. for people to fall asleep, right? So there's two main sleep promoting substances. It's uridine and the reduced form of glutathione. So uh, it's actually, you know, the, the, the Sandman's really been formulated to really help with sleep. There's actually CBD in there. There's something called magnolia bark extract, which is really good for sleep. And there's also linalol, which is the active terpene from lavender. Hmm. So, um, so it's really been scienced out to really help. And, you know, there's no prescription medicines that will give you true sleep. Right. They just explain that a little bit, because I think, again, you're talking to an audience that insomnia is a big deal when you're dealing with women over 40, which is why I think it's so interesting that melatonin production goes down while a woman's hormonal cycle is plummeting at the same time. This explains a lot. But what if I take an Ambien? What if I take something that just helps me, knocks me out? That's not actually a reparative sleep. Good question. So this is the way I would look at Imagine if you had someone, two people, one person fell, hit their head, and they're laying on the ground, passed out, right? And then you have someone else that has gone into a nice, beautiful sleep, and you put them next to each other in a bed. They're going to look pretty much the same, right? Yeah. But when they wake up, they're going to feel quite different. Well said. So, so these, these prescription drugs knock you out. But what you have to understand is that sleep is like this symphony. You're going in and out of REM and deep yep. sleep. And it, there's all these pulsings. And it's, it's, it's really this, this beautiful um, song that's being played throughout the evening. And you're basically just suppressing all that. Right, right. Yeah. So do you think that the reason... I mean, I'm now connecting a several dots. I'm thinking, okay, the world has got a lot of mitochondrial dysfunction and we that's leading to insomnia. That's leading to immune compromised people, millions of people across the country as we saw or the world over the last uh, year. It's leading to all these diagnoses. And yet what we're trying to do is support, is treat these diagnoses with medications that are destroying the mitochondria even more, suppressing melatonin, glutathione even more, contributing to more possibilities for infection and toxicity. It sounds like a vicious cycle to me. Exactly, right. It's, it's just, we weren't built to be resilient to as much stress as we're being exposed to. And you know what I, you know what I loved about, cause you and I, I don't, we think we really um, mentioned this in the beginning too much, but you and I shared a stage recently. We did. That's true. Right? I could have, I could have profiled us a little that way. We did share yeah. a stage together. <laughs> no, so, you know, our beautiful, amazing friend and colleague, Dr. Dan Pompa, who we love so much and has yes. contributed so much to um, a lot of the different uh, wisdoms that we we share, um, put on a presentation in Salt Lake City. And I would say the overall theme was hormesis and mm -hmm. stress mm -hmm. and how that stress is not so bad. And if it's in the right amount, I mean, think about the, so we have a familiar zone, right? We've got this familiar zone and people want to stay in that familiar zone. When you go just outside of that familiar zone, you go into this realm, as long as you don't venture too far out, you go into this realm that actually stimulates signaling 
pathways in your body to make you stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And what I see is melatonin expanding that, 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 that rim around the familiar zone so that you can venture out and you can give your body more exercise stress. You can give yourself more mental, emotional stress. You can do more chemical and toxic stress, infection, stress, all of those things, your body can handle more with, and you, with proper melatonin. So you can move into more hormetic stressors. And I, and just to point out for the listeners, that means a little, a little bit of stress. This isn't like chronic stress, but a little bit of stress, like an ice bath or a fast, which I want to get into here in a moment. So melatonin is going to assist you in adapting to that stressor. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, it's going to last. It's going to also allow you to take on more of that cold. Mm -hmm. So it's going to increase that, that ceiling. So could I use melatonin to prepare myself for a longer fast? You could. Yeah. We use melatonin, um, very, we, we really promote it for the post fast component, but you could take it all the way through, um, all the way through. I, okay. I have a lot of patients that I'll put on melatonin. You know, I think one of the most amazing things that any human being can do, especially if they're over 40 is do a full three months of daily melatonin and just watch what happens. Melatonin may be the missing piece for me on a consistent basis. So I'm as excited about this as perhaps people that are listening, because I like this idea that we're supposed to have natural nutrients in our body to allow the human body to function normally. But the modern world we're living in is depleting that. And I don't think we have enough conversation about this is what I love about fasting. I've now come to this point where I'm like, the majority of the world is poisoning themselves every single day when they eat. So Mm -hmm. if we can't change the food industry, if we can't change people's food habits, why don't we get them fasting so they can at least click in and repair a little bit? And now what I'm thinking with melatonin and even glutathione is like, okay, if we can't change the blue light, we can make some Rec- some changes to it. If we can't change the EMFs as quickly as we want, which I know you've done a lot of work in your office and your home with, why don't we start supplementing with these nutrients to be able to combat this modern world we're living in? Yeah. You know, and I think this is a good segue to maybe roll into fasting. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you like where, and you, you know, when I talked to Ben about interviewing you, He's like, oh, you could go down any path with him, uh, Ben Azadi. Uh, And he's like, he's the ultimate biohacker. And I think what I want to say to our listeners is that the cool thing about biohacking is it's really you're tapping into the mitochondria at the base of all biohacking, right? It's like mitochondrial health, which really is what fasting does as well is repair that mitochondria. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us. 
is that we literally created PowerSync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man. One of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. Jump into autophagy, talk about fasting. I love your ideas about what to do before and after a fast so that we can really power these mitochondria up. So, um, so basically what, what I was looking at is being able to provide the stronger signaling for, um, for fasting. And so fasting is a, is a stressor. So it's like a hermetic stress. Mm -hmm. So things that we can do that can like expand that out of the familiar zone and allow us to dip into that stress zone and have a more powerful healing reaction to that. Mm. So one of the things that I thought of was charging the mitochondria before the fast and we use NAD, you know, the benefit to NAD was very obvious very early on. And we, we talked about sleep and poor sleep is one of the biggest drainers of NAD. And what NAD is, it's a rate limiting substance that the mitochondria needs to make energy. And we, we become depleted with this, of this NAD from stress. And the two biggest ones are um, toxins and poor sleep. And among the toxins are drugs and alcohol. Mm. But this is the other thing nobody's talking about with, with um, NAD is senescent cells. So let's, mm -hmm. first of all, let's talk about what is a senescent cell? Why do you want to um, know about it? What can it, the harm it can do to your body, et cetera. So in your body, you have cells that have not been cleared out and recycled. And especially as we get older, if we're in disease states, these accumulate. And these are like old cars that really need to be cleared off the road. They're spewing pollution. They're hogging too much gas and they're just not doing any work, right? So these are called senescent cells and they're incredibly inflammatory. And we all have to deal with these, okay? So things that we do to clear out senescent cells, which is primarily like fasting, because that causes autophagy, which clears out senescent cells in your body. Mm -hmm. And so fasting is a signaling, but there's also plant extracts that are considered senolytics. Okay. And the most powerful of these senolytics is um, physetin. Okay. Have you heard of physetin? I haven't. Okay. So it's from strawberries, but you'd have to eat a truckload of strawberries to get the amount. But interesting. 
but um, sterile still bean is from blueberries. It's also a very powerful um, uh, senolytic. Okay. Curcumin is also a powerful senolytic, not as much. So a lot of these really colorful plant extracts, that's how they work is there. Mm. And they can be very good to take while you're fasting because they basically give you an extra push for autophagy and to clear out senescent cells. But the reason I'm bringing this up with the conversation about NAD is that NAD supports senescent cells just as much as it supports your other cells. Okay. So you don't want to take NAD every day. I was just going to say, but you don't want that. No. Yeah. Especially when you're fasting. Uh, Right. Yeah. Because fasting, you're trying to get at the senescent cells. Right. Got it. So- What we recommend people do is they pulse the NAD. So you don't want to take NAD every day. You just take it, you know, a few times a week. So our, our Mito fast, we have people take, um, depending on what type of fast they want to do, you know, if they want to do a two day or a three day or a longer, it's three phases. So the first phase, we load them with NAD. The second phase is the actual fast. Okay. And so we have them fast, but we take that we have them do the phase two, which is the Lucitol. So okay. Lucitol is a, a product that comes in a suppository and it also comes in a liposomal for those that would prefer the oral. Um, and that's done while you're fasting. And what does Lucitol do? It helps to get rid of the senescent cells. It's, it's got the synolytic, it's got the physotin, okay. the sterile spill, still bean, it's got green tea extract, it's got um, ginkgo, it's got lutein. Um, I mean, it's loaded, right. With all those. So it's helping, it's helping with the process of autophagy. It's helping to get rid of these aging cells. So everything that we talk about with fasting, what I hear is that middle phase while you're fasting, you've this lucetin will help to facilitate that and make your fasting efforts more effective. Exactly. Right. So, you know, you're, you'll get more um, effect from a shorter fast. So for people that maybe don't want to do a five-day fast, you're likely to be able to get into max autophagy much quicker. Wow. And stronger, deeper. Wow. I have a lot of resetters are going to want, who are going to want to get that result. <laughs> like, I, I mean, we've get asked this a lot. Like, do I really have to go three days? Do I have to go five days? And I always say, well, it's what you're trying to do with your fast. So what I'm hearing you say is using a product like MitoZen, then you're going to be able to, or MitoFast, sorry, that, that you're going to be able to use that to facilitate the autophagy experience for the cell. Right. So the other thing that's important for people to understand is that just as important as the fast is the post-fast, the yes. refeeding. Yes. Thank you. So I think so many people miss out on that part because the body's just primed to do a few things. One is you've, you've broken down, you know, a lot of different cells and cellular components. Now it's time to rebuild them. Right. And the biggest trigger to that rebuilding is a gene called mTOR. So you want to activate mTOR and the biggest uh, activator of it is amino acids and proteins. Right. So we recommend people use like, um, the, like perfect aminos. Do you use that? Uh-huh. Much? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we like that. And then I designed a product called, um, stem tour. Okay. And stem tour has the, the primary amino acid that really activates mTOR is, um, L-leucine. 
So okay. it's primarily L-leucine, but deer antler velvet is a good power uh, activator and rhodiola. So we have all that wrapped up into stem tour. So you take that phase three, we recommend that you increase your dietary proteins and also take something like uh, essential amino acid. So basically what you've done is you say, okay, this is what the body is doing when you're fasting. This is how you can power yourself up before you go into a fast. Here's how you accelerate your fasting results. And then here's how you make sure that the results of those fa- of that fast uh, are enhanced. Right. You know, I left something out. So after the fast, we have to think about a few other things. Now, this is where things might get a little complicated, right? So I, I want people to understand that they could leave it at that, right? Okay. That is the basic fast. Well, d- just one pause for a second. Most of our listeners who are fasting aren't even doing that. So I just, right. I'm, I'm hoping that our expert fasters are going to go, hey, this was next level. The, yeah. And now what I think you're going to tell me is even next there's level. An, there's, a, there's another level. Okay. So the other, the other level is, you know, the microbiome, the microbiome is stressed when you deprive it of nutrients. So it's going to be survival, the fitness fittest, you're going to get rid of a lot of the bad guys, the healthier bacteria are going to be left, but there's something called microbiome swarming. You and I were talking about a little bit. I love that name. Oh, I know. That's great. Yeah. I'm like, all you have to do is say microbiome swarming. And I'm like, tell me, tell me, how do I swarm my microbiome? I assume with good things. Well, your gut produces 400 times more melatonin than your brain. Wow. And so your microbiome is on the same schedule as you are. There's a sleep-wake cycle. And so they respond to the circadian rhythm at the same time in the same way that you do. So while you're sleeping, your microbiome goes into a swarming effect and it's basically rate limiting based on melatonin. That is so cool. That is so cool. So they're like, they have a party when we're sleeping. They do. Oh yeah, they do. And, and so, well, they're going through their repair phase and they're in their rebuilding phase. Okay. And so what we like to do in the phase three as an added upgrade is we'll have, we'll, we'll like to have people do the Sandman. Okay. Or a, high, or a high dose melatonin. Right. Yeah. So go ahead. And so there's a couple other, so there's, there's basically three optional upgrades on the phase three. Um, so imagine after you've done your fast, you're also going to release a bunch of stem cells, right? So there's all these stem cells. And one of the things, cause we do stem cells here, you know, we, mm-hmm. we had a case just yesterday, we will pull bone marrow and we're doing this guy's rotator cuff and his hip and his spine and, you know, it, it's, it's fabulous technology, right? It's like these amazing things that we can do now to help people and um, without surgery, right? But mm-hmm. we know that if I inject stem cells from somebody's bone marrow into their knee, the difference between someone that might get great results and people that might get mediocre results are the amount of stem cells that will go senescent. So now people know what senescent cells are, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the big conversation that all of the scientists that do stem cells have is they want to limit senescence with the stem cells. So when they put stem cells, whether intravenously or into a a joint or epidural or wherever you're putting the stem cells, there's going to be a certain population that are going to survive, proliferate, and do what you want to do to to heal the body. So we want to limit the senescence 
of the stem cells. And what I found is I did some hard research and I found that CoQ10 and this very rare substance that they get from brown algae called phacoidin are extremely powerful um, survival substances for stem cells and they limit senescence, stem cell senescence. So this is in a product called StemZen. Cool. Okay. And there's other uses for it, but it's, um, we also will have people, if they do any type of regenerative medicine with PRP or prolotherapy, or if they're doing anything where they're trying to repair something, they, th- this, um, this stem Zen can be a really interesting, uh, hack for them to do for a period of time. And would you do it post fast or is like, you have your three phases with the mito fast and then after that, those three phases. So now with the fast, you've really kicked out these senescent cells. You're rebooting and cleaning things up. You're slowing aging down. And then what, a week later, you could come in with stem Zen? No, right away. Right, right after, away. right okay. when you start refeeding, you're, you're, you're releasing these, um, these uh, stem cells. So support them, keep them. This, it, think about it as stem cell survival, mm-hmm. you know? you're giving, it's all about the terrain. So if I inject stem cells into a knee, if if the inside of that knee is more vital and robust, more of those stem cells are going to work. If I have somebody that's depleted and they've got, you know, deficiencies, then less of those stem cells are going to be able to survive. More of them are going to go senescent. So by providing them with adequate CoQ10 and phacoidin, it's been shown to really help with the survival. Do you think we have more senescent cells in our, in like, let's just use a 50 year old right now. Like, do you think a 50 year old today has more senescent cells than a 50 or 50 year old 25 years ago? No doubt. Oh yeah. From just modern living. Well, I mean, think about all the toxins being dumped into the, you know, I was even hearing a stat that they said that we're going to have zero fish in our oceans by like 2042. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just, we're just dumping so many toxins into our environment and those are finding their way up to the high, the top of the food chain, which are, which is us. Yeah. We're the ones that are accumulating it. Are toxins a major contributor to senescent cells? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's something, you know, I've been in healthcare for 25 years and I just walk around in sort of a bizarre awe of what's going on in the human body right now. And, you know, 2020 definitely gave me a a whole nother sense of like, something's not right with the human body because everything that I know about how the human body is supposed to repair tells me that it can handle new viruses, tells me that it's not supposed to start aging and, and, or even let's use menopause. It's not meant to go into menopause at 35 years old. I mean, there's something, and the, and the only thing I can think of is that the human body is not thriving in this modern world. And well, that we- I mean, let's just look at like aluminum, for instance, right? Just look at aluminum. Um, aluminum causes the immune system to be quite stifled. And in fact, it activates retroviruses. And, you know, if you look at a lot of the education that Klinghart, you know, um, are you familiar with Dr. Yeah. Klinghart? Oh yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. He, he talks quite, quite, um, you know, uh, you know, he even starts to get into the comm trails, right. And that there's all the aluminum in the environment just from that. 
you know, we're obviously we're getting into some controversial things, whether it's true or not. Um, the reality is that there's a lot of aluminum being found in our environment and our foods. We cook in aluminum um, cans, you know, so it, it, that has a detrimental effect. And so we're just talking about one toxin, you right. know, we can talk about mercury, we can talk about pesticides, we can talk about, um, you know, plastics, you know, and they all have one common theme is that they don't allow us to thrive. Right. Right. Yeah. And I want to bring you back on at another time and to talk about the intersection of toxins and infections, because I we're seeing this as you are, where just people, you know, are not recovering from things like Lyme and exposure to mold, Epstein-Barr, like again, and we can even look at, you know, the virus from the last year. It's like, why did people, so many people fall prey? And there is definitely something wrong on a cellular level that is just not being addressed. And well, one, one thing I would like to, and this is going to be probably a bit controversial. I'm going to say this. Yeah, okay. go for it. We're all, we're all about controversy. We we're actually in with this podcast, we're trying to get in all my platforms, people to think for themselves. We got to get out a robotic mindset. So go for it. If, if you have Lyme disease, and you are going to a doctor that is putting themselves out there as Lyme literate, they're the expert or whatever, and they are using antibiotics on you, you need to find another doctor. Mm. They will not work. You will feel better temporarily, but it will come back. Mm -hmm. And it's because they're obliterating your microbiome. Now, I'm not saying we don't use antibiotics in my clinic, but we may pulse an IV antibiotic maybe once a week, mm -hmm. right? But I, I know early on, I used a lot of antibiotics mm -hmm. and it just, it, I'd feel better just these little glimmers, but people really need to start paying attention to how important your, your microbiome is everything. And even one round of antibiotics can obliterate your microbiome and it take two years to recover. Yeah. 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 So Crazy. let's, let's really start thinking twice about our, our use of antibiotics. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Let me finish with this. So rapid five questions I've got for you. I, I know your background. I know you're a fascinating guy. So I have a couple of things that I, I wanted to run past you and ask you. Um, you're this biohacking king. What's the strangest biohack you've ever done? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I did this just like a week ago. Um, a friend of mine, Anthony DiClemente, you, have you ever heard of him? No. He's got the biohacking secret show. Um, okay. Great guy. He was here uh, at my clinic a week ago. And so he was telling me about this, um, this friend of his that's standing on nails while she's doing yoga. Right. Ooh, okay. So they're like, they're like these like plates, right. With all these nails on it, which is activating all the, the different spots in the feet. And so he's telling me this story while we're at the beach and I look over and there's these really sharp rocks and I'm like, Anthony, let's go up there and let, let's do it. So we're standing on these really sharp rocks and we're doing these different stretching techniques. And it was like, you felt so good. So I, I'm, I'm I can't wait. He's going to design some, um, these are, this is a Russian technique. And so he's going to be bringing some of this technology 
you know, to the U S and so, yeah, that was like kind of the newest, strangest thing I've done. So yoga, yoga, standing on nails. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Well, I'm this, gonna let this, you, was on, you... this was on lava rocks on the beach, but okay, <laughs> I will let you master that first before I'm willing to give that a go. So what's you, I know you've, you talk, I've seen some interviews people have done with you about your morning routine. What do you, do you have some key things you do in the morning that sets your day up? Right. Well, I tell you, I'm really into Joe Dispenza meditations, Me right? Too. So I am doing some deep, you know, sometimes even t- I wake up at 4am and sometimes I'll even meditate for like two mm. hours. Mm. And so, um, I do that. And then I get in, in my, I've got a Japanese hot and cold plunge. So okay. I kind of do the hot and the cold and then I get in front of my red lights. Okay. And I've got a biocharger that sometimes I'll sit in front of and do a little bit more meditation. Love yeah. It. So I have, I have a pretty epic little routine. Oh my one. God. I love it. Uh, which meditation do you like of his, the, the do you get, buy him off his website? Um, somebody shared a bunch of them with me and yeah. Um, so there there's, it's, it's called the, the mag center of the magnet, right? So it's like this oh. amazing four and a half hour heart meditation. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I've been doing a lot of his stuff in the morning and I, we didn't even talk about Mito Zen, but I have a whole thing now where I do red light, Joe Dispenza, or I'll do Soma breathing and I do Mito Zen and we'll bring you on to talk about that. Are you talking about, no, you're talking about the Zen nasal spray. Oh, Zen, NATO, whatever. Yeah. That nasal spray. MitoZen.com is the company. Okay. Okay. Well, but the Zen nasal spray. Oh my gosh. Right. So People got to check that out. The meditation mist. Yeah. Time. Like I know that I'm about to go into a meditation that's maybe 40 minutes long and it feels like five minutes. Like I'm done and I'm like, wait, wait, that couldn't have been for, I've double checked my clock a couple of times. So whatever is in that Zen nasal spray, I'm like, that's crazy, but that's for, we'll, 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 we'll We'll bring you back on and we'll chat about that. Okay. What book changed your life that you think everybody should read? Um, you know, I just watched a series on Gaia with Gregory Braden. Have you ever heard of Gregory Uh Braden? Yep. It's called missing links. Okay. And this guy puts some amazing perspective and I would just really encourage people to go on and watch that. If you don't have a Gaia subscription, the other one, Joe Dispenza has the, you know, the rewired on Mm -hmm. there, which is both of those will could potentially change your life. Agreed. Yeah. The the one I'm watching with Joe right now is called The Formula. He just put it out. It's also another really good one. Not on Gaia, but I've I've uh it was just on his website. So, what is the one health habit that you're like I would never give this up? I'm sure you have a lot of them, but is there one health habit that you feel like's moved the needle the furthest on your health and you would never give up? Well, meditation. I, I would say um, it's hard to just say one, right? I, I mean, know you're like pinning me down. <laughs> I think, you know, finding out what I was allergic to like mm-hmm. gluten and dairy, like I just grew up on that stuff and I was always mm-hmm. in a brain fog mm-hmm. and getting off of gluten and dairy and even eggs for me, my, my diet is somewhat limited, but yet it's gotten me to kind of move out of my familiar zone and, um, play around with cooking and doing other things. But um, yeah, I mean, I think people should really look at 
um, a rotational diet and figure out if there's things that are causing a lot of inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Well said. Okay. Last question. If you had one message for the world that you would want to get implanted into everybody's brain, what would that message be? That you can absolutely change your reality Mm. by intending it. And Mm. there's a way to do it. And Greg Braden says it so eloquently is you want to go into the place of that. You already have that and that you're grateful for it and how it feels to own that. Like mm. Rhonda Burns, a really good friend of mine, right? She wrote the secret. Oh yeah. The secret. Yep. She's been on, I have a YouTube channel myself. She's been a, a guest speaker. I'm actually going to go hang out with her in July. Awesome. Out in California. So she's really a beautiful human being. And so she's been preaching this for you know decades, right? But it, it prayer is when you pray, like, I want this, I want this the universe is looking at that like you have a lack, right? Mm-hmm. And so even the ancient Native American Indians, the way that they would go about it is they would just like, if they wanted rain, they would be like, how does it feel for the rain to hit my face? Mm-hmm. How does it feel for the mud to be between my toes? And so they're not like sitting there thinking, I want it to rain. They're thinking, I have the rains. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. This is what it feels like. And so this is how we put that, that information out into the, the field, the quantum field, mm-hmm. right? This might yep. start getting really woo. Oh, no, no, no. You're I'm, I'm soaking up everything you're saying. I'm, I'm right there with you, John. Yeah. So and that would be my, is lean into that because there mm-hmm. are some things that you can do with consciousness to hack your reality, your health, your vitality, your relationships, your financial situations. It's real. Hey, Resetters, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for all your wonderful reviews and those of you that have left me comments on iTunes. I just greatly appreciate your thoughtfulness and how much you guys are enjoying these episodes. And it, and it seems like you're enjoying them as much as I am enjoying doing them. One of the things that I've learned in just interacting with so many people is that we've really lost the art of deep conversations. And for me, the Resetter Podcast stands for having meaningful conversations with people who are thinking about health, about life, about mindset in a way that we may not be getting on social media or in mainstream media. And so I just want to say, give you guys a shout out and just say thank you for participating in in this process with me because as much as I absolutely love delivering the information to you I love even more knowing that it's impacting your life so please let us know if there's anything we can do to make this podcast more customized to you to make it better we are now officially in season two and we are working to bring you the best conversations that health influencers have that mindset changers can give and to really deliver you something that you're not able to get anywhere else. So from the bottom of my heart, as I always say in my YouTube, from the bottom of my heart, I am deeply appreciative of you. I am deeply grateful to be on this journey with you and let's get healthy together.